0: Hi, welcome. Today on Ask a Pastor, we have some uh, special guests and a chance to explore a topic that may not be something that you have thought a lot about. And so uh, we'll get a chance to just introduce that in a minute. But first, I'm joined by Vale Johnson, who's been a longtime member of Orchard Hill Church, a board member here as well. And you have a friend with you. Uh, Tell us who your I friend do. is and what she does.
1: Yeah, so meet my friend, Leslie, <laughs> Leslie Braksic. Um She is foremost a mom and a wife, and a grandmother. Um, she's a community leader and a church leader at her church. She's a loyal friend, and that's just the personal side of things. Um, she has devoted her 30-year career to really helping people and organizations lead better. Um, she's guided them through transitions and times of um, uncertainty. And most recently, she founded a co-founded a company called My Next Season. And she and her team specialize in helping people in life transitions and career transitions. So we're just really excited to talk to you today, Leslie. I see everything that she does um, with her servant heart. Um, And most recently, busy in quarantine, she and her coworkers wrote a book called Living Into My Next Season, um, moving forward after the crisis of 2020. And we're talking about the COVID crisis. So we are going to ask you some questions, Leslie, about transitioning and how we do that um, when so many people have suffered so much during yeah. this time. Yeah. So, Thank you. Well, I'm glad yeah. to be here. It's great. Thank
0: well, you. Well, great. Before we jump into that, though, I, just so we get to know you a little better, yeah. what's been your favorite takeout place during uh, during quarantine?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, we are cooks. So, okay. So, we, so you haven't
0: gotten any takeout the entire time? I
2: think the only takeout we've gotten has been... Um, has been Mexican in yeah. Swickley um, from, Azul. It, from Azul. We okay. like the grilled chicken salad from Azul.
0: <laughs> okay. But yeah. otherwise,
2: we've just been super exploratory with cooking and having fun with that.
0: Okay. Val, how about you? What's been your favorite yeah, takeout during um, this quarantine We've done time? a
1: little bit of takeout from Mediterra mm-hmm. in Swickley, a um, little bit of Azul, but we too have been doing some cooking. Okay. It's been fun.
0: All right. Well, very good. Very good. How about good. you, Kurt? You know, um, there's a place right around the corner from us, um, Goodfellas, oh, that yeah. has the burgers and everything. Yeah. And we tried to um, give them a little business, keep them going a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Not that and we the keep point. them going, but we have a lot of people. So it's a lot of burgers yes, when do. we uh, <laughs> when we do. So. Yeah. so I'm particularly curious. I have yeah. a few sons who are approaching the 20-something age, yeah. um, one who's in grad school, one who's in college. So they're feeling this crisis yeah. um, mm-hmm. in terms of job prospects and what it all means already. And I would imagine if they were even just a few years older, yeah. it would even be more intense. So, yes. so, so tell us what you're seeing in terms of trends and then kind of what specifically would be important for people maybe in that age bracket, especially to um, consider as they're starting to try to navigate all that, that this transition has meant. Kurt, I th- I, it's probably the population
2: I feel the most pain for right now, uh, you know, they were a generation that was entering the hottest job market in history. You know, a lot of people in there were saying, um, maybe I'll try this, maybe I'll try working for that company. And and internships have evaporated, jobs have evaporated, start dates have been pushed back. Um, so it is a tough time for that that population of people is much just simply because the before and the after, it's been so dramatic from mm-hmm. what they had versus what they have. Um, the flip side, what, and part of what led us to write the book even, was with, with tragedy comes opportunity. Um, that opportunities perhaps even that weren't present before. And I think for young people in particular, it's an incredible time of innovation and um, we've seen it, you know, in all kinds of ways, um, in television, and music, mm-hmm. and other, in worship, and incredible things that might we might not have tried if mm-hmm. things were as they were. So one of the strengths of that that population, that generation, because we would do a lot of work with them on early career advising prior to all of this, is they're really the most innovative generation in history. Um, and they know how to use technology creatively and they know they see opportunities. And so what we're really encouraging is to really think about to, to, to take all of those and use them Not in finding and sinking in with a traditional workforce, but look at what's changed and where their skill sets can be of use, technologically and and otherwise, because it's opened up new things that weren't there Mm -hmm. before.
0: That's really helpful to just reframe the conversation a little to say, Mm -hmm. instead of saying, this is disheartening, discouraging, Mm -hmm. you had so much. But there's also an opportunity, especially if you are young and don't have as many, exactly. maybe financial obligations. You can afford to maybe take a little more of a risk. Uh, not mm-hmm. that you have to be young to do that, yeah. but mm-hmm. but uh, there's often less. Perception of less to lose. Well,
2: um, there's a whole thing with that generation called the gig economy, mm-hmm. and so this is this is a gig economy on steroids. So you've got companies that are downsizing um, very high-paying, you know, people. It, the needs don't change for those companies. So somebody who's willing to do contract work, somebody who'd like to come in and build a website or help enable. A a work-at-home process that didn't the company didn't need Mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. You know who can who can knows audacity and can produce you know podcasts or video. Mm -hmm. They have a whole new set of needs that the companies didn't have before COVID nineteen that these kids do in their sleep. Mm -hmm. I say kids, um, but young people do in their sleep. So, I think that there's. the first things that we do with young career people is, not, is to change their mindset away from jobs to what are the gifts that they, and the capabilities that they bring to the marketplace and what organizations need those gifts or capabilities. And that's how you find a job as opposed to what job should I be looking for? Because you have a traditional marketplace, you have young people entering with capabilities and they aren't, they aren't going to sync up in this kind of a situation so you you've got to not think that you've got to say i've got these capabilities who has this need Mm
0: -hmm. and how can i be helpful let me uh, ask a question kind of the other way of this and that is what about people who are employers and you know you've heard for years about how millennials are in the workforce what they want what they need how has this changed that for people and what should employers be thinking about not just with millennials, but even the generation that is now emerging behind them? Mm -hmm.
2: I think we don't know that yet. Uh, Organizations are in a state of crisis right now, Um, and and, and HR leaders are overwhelmed. They are managing stay-at-home orders and workforce reductions and changes in strategy, and all of this was just unforeseen. And then they're given requirements of coming back to work at 50 percent. They're having to introduce new work schedules. They it, it is a very complex time. Bottoms have fallen out of industries um, very, very quickly. So I would tell you, I don't think they're honestly thinking about it because they are just trying to figure it out. Unless you're in, you know, there, there's some industries that are doing great and are booming. You know, mm-hmm. the pharmaceutical industry, um, you know, is is continuing to, you know, sort of boom and do well. You, you've got, Tech. you know, yeah, <laughs> Tech technology, right? Yeah. So there's certain places where... Um, You know they aren't experiencing that but for the most part organizations aren't thinking about that yet which is which is going to be hard for those seeking jobs which is why we really urge them to think and and, um we have a website for the book um uh, livingintoyournextseason.com and it has free tools there they can go there they can see examples of resumes um of what their linkedin linkedin profile should look like how to actually um you know how to actually do that and what a good example looks like that they could download it's all there for free we put it there because we knew that um, there was going to be such a high percentage of people that we're going to need to look for a job in this economy and there are best practices in those areas
0: yeah well, that's yeah. good that's helpful that's such really a helpful. great gift to people thank yeah, you for thank that yeah. yes. available as somebody who's had um kind of kids in this demographic yeah. What are you seeing as far as the emotions that people are having, yeah. how they react to transitions? Yes,
1: yeah. so we have two 20-something um, sons, and both of them are working remotely in different cities. So they have not been in Pittsburgh, and we've been intentional about communicating with them often, just checking their pulse. Um, one lives alone, and he's in the first year of his new career. And we have just seen and found that the the work-from-home isn't the best place <laughs> for these young people who are missing out on just the mentoring that takes place when you're in the office, the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's working hard, he really enjoys what he's doing, he's learning, but he has, he has been able to articulate, both of them really, that they are ready to get back to an office. And I think things are going to lo- look different. And Leslie, yeah. maybe you can address that in terms of um, how do we prepare for things to look very different Um, What does that mean when you say, when you talk about preparing ourselves for that?
2: Yeah, you know, we we say that there's, um, when it comes to managing through transitions, Mm -hmm. there's really three key things to do that well. It Mm -hmm. starts first and foremost with your health. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's... uh, I, I've had young people who have come very, very frustrated with work and their jobs. And as you talk with them, what you uncover is that they're sleep deprived mm-hmm. or they're not getting fresh air mm-hmm. or they are lonely mm-hmm. or they have some other thing going on. And so I think the first thing is just to take care of themselves. Yeah. There is no substitute. No job can fix um a broken spirit or broken, Mm -hmm. you know, and so the first thing is just be well with yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's wonderful to, you know, to have, to have church and the community of church and, and to have, to just be well with yourself and be well with your Mm -hmm. soul. Um, The second thing is to have, um, companionship for the journey. We Mm -hmm. call it, it is just, this is navigating transitions. is not an individual sport. You Mm -hmm. know, you need to have the companionship of somebody you trust, somebody you can talk to somebody that you can confide in someone that you can share the experience with so Mm -hmm. it just sounds like you know your conversations with your Mm -hmm. kids are not incidental they're not Mm -hmm. just a casual touch base they are you you're being on the journey with them is just huge because we found that their emotions are up and down like ours. i mean everybody is having their days when it's affecting them differently and, and it's been hard Mm-hmm. No. And that's huge. And it's, it's one of the two sort of key things. And then the third is an openness, we call openness to a new purpose, but openness to a new calling mm-hmm. um, for, for, you know, where's God calling you now? And where mm-hmm. are you meant to be in this next phase of your life? And an openness to hear God's whispers mm-hmm. and um, to be open to new new possibilities, Mm -hmm. because it's not going to look like it was before. If you're used to somebody that gets so much done around the coffee machine with your buddies, and that's where you get your jazz, so you then go back to your cubicle, that's just not going to happen, at least in the short term. Mm -hmm. So how am I going to get those social reinforcers Mm -hmm. differently? Or if, you know, a number of companies are bringing half the workforce back on certain days, half the workforce, so you're not making contact, you're not able to touch base with your boss, maybe the way you used to, or your coworkers. are people that you work with. And so it is going to look and feel differently, but that's where you have to be, you know, really open to it being differently, but also finding, Mm -hmm. finding what your needs are through other channels. Mm -hmm. Um, we had a young man who was very frustrated with work and he was not finding purpose in his work, but he was supporting, um, a family with his job. And so When we got into it, he actually liked his job very much. It just wasn't scratching all of his itches. And so we connected him with a nonprofit, Mm -hmm. um, which he began volunteering with first individually and then with his family. And then he found purpose in volunteering through that nonprofit. So rather than being dissatisfied with his job for not meeting all of the things he was looking for, Mm -hmm. you know, growth, pay, um, developmental opportunities, peer group, giving back, having purpose... We said, you know, the job can meet three of those or four of those, but engaging with this nonprofit really met a lot of the others. And so if your workplace was your primary social place mm-hmm. or your primary um, place to do certain things, maybe you're going to find that somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that would be the third criteria of sort of openness to a new purpose or a new way of doing things. Right. right.
0: What would you say to somebody who would love to reimagine their future in this time, kind of do all the things you're talking about and yet feels the pressure to get a job that pays something right now, how should they balance those two um, competing ideas? Because sometimes if you take a job that pays right now, then you're not open to exploring uh, some of those other things, at least in the same way?
2: Yeah, I think that obviously, you know, the first and foremost is to take care of yourself and your family, and you, you need to have a source of income for that. Um, but, I, I, you know, there's a, the internet is amazing in this way, you know, because you can explore things and read things and connect with different sort of groups mm-hmm. um, through other sorts of vehicles. And, you know, our, we, we we always start out by sort of hitting like the critical five things um, in your life you know do you are you restricted by a need for income are you strict to geography are you restricted by some commitments to family you're caring for an elderly parent you're you know but we go through sort of the critical things and then we say based on that what should your job profile look like because it's 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 um unhealthy and unhelpful to say the world is your oyster well it just may not be if you have a base income level to support your family or if you're caring for an elderly parent then those are your priorities and you've got to meet those needs and for now and what we encourage Kurt after what we encourage people in the career space is always add the words for now at the end of the sentence Mm -hmm. Um, this is what I'm doing for now. Mm-hmm. This is the best thing for me to do for now, and, and and the one certainty in life is change. And so things will continue to evolve. This is not always going to look this way. We're gonna and, and it did, and it looked differently two weeks ago, and it's going to look differently two weeks. You know, and companies aren't always going to be as they are now, mm-hmm. but they should enter the situation with a for now, mm-hmm. um, and feel very proud that they're meeting the needs of their family or their situation for now, and that will evolve.
0: Okay. Yeah. How would you um, encourage somebody, especially, again, in the younger demographic, to um, lean into networking during this time? Yeah. And then I think I've heard or read, I think, as I was looking through your book, the leaning into faith end of mm-hmm. that as well.
2: Yeah, networking is probably the least accessed asset all of us have. So people don't think about or leverage. And networking is, I always, I've, I've told my kids I would pay them money if they could come up with a substitute for the word networking. So I'll throw that out there. Because <laughs> everyone has just this repulsive, you know, manipulative feeling like, oh, I don't network or I don't like networking. Well, it, we define networking differently. We say basically, who are, who are all the people that care about you? Who are all the people that know you and are, and are impressed by you? who are the people who, um, who would benefit from knowing you and benefit. So, so we actually have a mapping exercise again. Um, I'm almost sure it's on the website is a free tool. I'm pretty sure that it is a networking tool, but, um, there's a picture even in the book that sort Mm -hmm. of illustrates it, but think about your parents' friends and think about your church friends and who they know and where they are. And for the most part, and that is your network. Those are people that care about you, who who know you and are impressed with you, and and once and if you bring to them what your interests and needs are mm-hmm. and how you could be helpful, they will choose to to introduce you to additional people. But so many people think they've got to solve it on their own, and um, there's one disservice we've given to this generation it's we have created and and by the way COVID-19 has accentuated this is isolation Mm -hmm. you know and and isolation is not helpful to networking and Mm -hmm. so I think one of the harder parts of coping with this pandemic has been the isolation factor Mm -hmm. um But we have available to us incredible relationships and people that care about us. And especially when you're part of a community of faith. I mean, what an amazing church you have here. Mm -hmm. What an amazing church family you have here. You have multiple locations. You have people that love the Lord that come here to give thanks to the Lord and, and to worship together. And that is a church family, which could be substituted for a network of people who who share common faith and, Mm -hmm. and love and would want to be helpful. So people should not be shy about Mm -hmm. reaching and tapping into that.
0: Yeah. -hmm. Val, how do you encourage um, resilience in your kids, especially right now as maybe they feel like they're stuck at home or they, don't have some of the same opportunities they had even a few months ago. Right. Um, you know,
1: it's so interesting because Leslie and I have talked about this personally, you know, this generation has not had the life experience. Their, their lives really haven't been disrupted unless they've had a personal tragedy. mm -hmm. Um, so they're looking at a future and they're really uncertain about it and they're sometimes discouraged about it. And we've talked about, you know, what that looks like in terms of hope and, um, taking action, you know, for yourself, but that's doing things for other people too, getting outside of yourself a little bit when you start to feel stuck, when you start to feel like um, you're discouraged, you know, it always to serve others is, or to think about others and and their plight is always a a good tool. So, you know, we've encouraged them to do the things that they can do, to give blood in their communities, you know, things that they can do that that take action right now to kind of get them, um, just looking forward and, and having hope about their futures they're both um, very fortunate they have good jobs right now and and for now <laughs> they are they're they're okay they're supporting themselves and um, they're moving forward but it's it you know it's it's challenging I think um, you know we all have life experience of, of difficult times that our country has been through we've um, you know, we, we have a little more life experience to be able to, to handle challenges. Now this is different than any of us have experienced too, so we're all having some of the same um, feelings and we've we've talked about that as well, that they're not alone in in how they feel about the yeah. future.
0: So Yeah. We have about three, four minutes left. Yeah. Um, Leslie, what um as you look at um what you'd wanna say to somebody, especially who maybe has lost opportunity Mm -hmm. or job because of COVID really of any age, but uh, what would be your biggest takeaway for them right now? Um, I would, I would, first of all, lean heavily into your
2: faith. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that um, it is through the difficult, dark, broken Mm -hmm. periods that the light shines in. And, um, and while it's hard in the moment, I would say this has been my, personal experience and my own observations that God is most at work mm-hmm. when we are most in need of him and um I think that uh first and foremost is just lean lean into your faith and be open be, be open to that um that vulnerability and that need um mm-hmm. I think secondly I would go back to you know, what I shared before is, and which is related to the first point, I guess, which is, um, be well with yourself from a health standpoint. If you are, if you are, um, allow yourself to be run down or overtired or consuming other, you know, things, um, that are unhelpful to your body and and spirit, um, Recognize the role that's playing in your life, you know, and so just take care of yourself um, from a health and wellness standpoint, because you're going to bring your best self into a situation with that. Um, and and then focus on the gifts you have, the capabilities, the work experiences, the, the jobs you've held. And... Um, And think about that in almost a decoupling sort of way as you think about the job opportunity going forward. I'll have people, the most common thing I hear from young people is, I really don't have any experience. Say, really, tell me jobs you've held. Well, I was a caddy at a golf course. Um, I was a waitress in a restaurant. I lifeguarded. I, um, you know, these are the kinds of things. And I said, well, so I know that you know how to show up to a job on time, I know that you know how to save a life. Mm -hmm. I know that you know how to take orders and be courteous and be gracious to people if you're waiting tables. And, you know, I mean, there's just so, so you need to think about those as key capabilities and experiences that employers need. Employers need people they can rely on to show up on time, who care about others, who um, can complete a job, start to finish, who, you know, so when you, it's not about being a lifeguard it's about the things you did as a lifeguard, or it's not about being a server, or a waitress or a waiter, but what did you have to do? And, the, and therefore, what were the gifts that that illustrates that you bring to the table? And that's, um, again, there's a tool on the website, and, and we talk about this a little bit in the book, but just reframing what those gifts look like is you start to interview and present yourself to others.
0: Um, okay. So well, that's excellent. Thank mm-hmm. you, Val, any final thoughts?
2: I'm just really thankful to have the conversation and, um,
1: yeah, your light shines through. So thanks. Oh, thank yeah, you. Thank you. Tell us here. the
0: name of your book again and where people can find uh, more information about yes. what you do on the website. It's
2: called living into your next season, moving forward after the crisis of 2020 it's available on Amazon and it's really meant to just encourage us to be intentional. Um, there is a silver lining to this crisis and pandemic and, um, we can be intentional and take the best parts of what this brought and, um, and allow that to help shape our, our lives and our communities. We've seen such tremendous creativity and innovation and caring um, and faith through times of extreme adversity. And we need to not let all of that go as we find a new normal right. in, our, in our lives going forward. And that's really what it's intended to frame And then for those people that are going to find themselves needing to look for new jobs or changes, there's very pragmatic tools in there about how to rebrand yourself, how to apply for a job. And then the website has free, um, has lots of stuff you can download, more conversations with the authors. So um, Great. Well, thank you for being here today Uh, and thank you you
0: for what you do. Thank you. If you have uh, questions or things that you'd like us to discuss at some point on Ask a Pastor, please send them. To ask a pastor at Thanks for spending part of your day with us.
2: Thank you. Thanks.